Welcome to the Leadership Mindset Podcast with me, Tony Brooks, where we look to revolutionise your leadership mindset by changing how you think and see your world, enabling you to do the right things and grow significantly as a leader. Welcome back to the Leadership Mindset Podcast Series with Tony Brooks. Today, we're going to be doing another one of our leadership insights into an area called leadership energy. Now, the thing is, as leaders, it's dreadfully important, you know, what we say, our strategy, but equally important is the energy that we give off as leaders, as people, to be fair, because we're all interpreting each other's energy. And to be fair as well, our own energy will influence ourselves as well as influencing others. And as a leader, it's important to remember that people model our behaviour more than what we say. So if we're talking about resilience uh, and we're talking about direction with our people, but our body language or our energy around us doesn't really show that resilience, it doesn't show that clarity of direction, people will be much keener to pick up on the actual energy and the behaviour rather than what's being said. And I'll return to that theme in a little while. I think we all understand the energy. If we walk into a room, we can all very quickly pick up on energy. And as leaders, one of the key drivers of energy in an organisation, in a meeting, really key to focus on that. And I want to just illustrate this with a a really quick story. When I was in corporate world, going back, I've had my own business for over 10 years now, but when I was the leader in corporate world, at the company I was at, we were going through a very difficult patch. We were looking to make some redundancies. And I knew this was the case. I knew that we were leading up to quite a big change in the organisation. And I had a team of about 30 people. And you know what it's like when you feel like there's a big weight on your shoulders, a lot going on in your mind, but you're not allowed to share it with people. But I was coming in in the morning and I think people could quite tangibly feel the energy from me that it was one of tension. It wasn't one of positivity and certainty and clarity. And interestingly enough, one of the other leaders in the organisation came across to me. This was a really pivotal moment for me, actually. Came across to me and said you do realise that people are picking up on your energy and actually interpreting it and it's affecting other people in your team. I only needed to be told that once because then it was in my awareness that I had to walk into the room, in, into the organisation, into my the, the area where my team were and actually both in terms of my posture and everything about me, smiling, etc., have more of a, a positive energy around me. Now, there was eventually bad news that came but there was no need to create an energy, a negative energy, day in, day out because of what was leading up to that. And I think many of you as leaders will relate to that on an ongoing basis. You know, there can be times where things are getting a little tough. Maybe the profit levels are down in the business or there may be certain challenges going on. But it's really important as leaders, and I touched on this a bit in one of the sessions on authentic leadership. It's important for us as leaders to not necessarily show all that in terms of our energy and what we're releasing to our people because our people are looking to us for inspiration for positivity and that story about my own experience leads on to this important point really that we need to be more conscious of the energy that we are giving off to people to other people in the organization but especially our teams and it's also important that we have a choice in what we do with that so we can actively choose how we're going to behave, the kind of energy that we're going to put off. Now, there was a study, and many of you will have heard of this, there was a study done in the 60s by 
a psychologist called Morabian. And I won't bore you with the, the whole details of the study. In fact, actually, the study was very basic and it wasn't really designed to uh, provide the results and conclusions that many people have quoted since. So I'd actually, I get a bit frustrated with the research because it, it isn't strong enough to have been used for sort of 50 years after, almost like the gospel. But interestingly enough, what came out of the research was that when we are communicating, allegedly only 7% of our communication comes from the words that we use. 38% comes from our tonality of voice. 55% comes from our body language. Now, I would dispute the statistics because I don't think the research was of a level to actually you know, have the validity in terms of the conclusions. However, the important thing is that all three of those components, those different forms of communication, actually do influence other people when we're communicating with them. So if all we focus on as leaders is the words that we say, then we're missing two parts of the equation there. It's really important to think about tonality and it's really important to think about body language. If we're delivering what we believe is an upbeat manage, but we deliver it in a really monotone voice without any inspiration at all, and maybe our body posture is really slouched, then people will really pick up on that because that's part of the energy that surrounds the message. If we deliver an upbeat message with a really strong and upbeat tonality, if our posture is strong, if we're smiling, if, if we are congruent with the words, with the tonality, with the body language, people will pick up a different energy from that message. So Morabian's study was important because it actually did emphasise the need to focus on three aspects of communication. I, I just What I'm, I was doing earlier was really was challenging the statistics. This leads on to another psychologist called William James, actually, who in the early 1900s did a lot of work on a principle called act as if and about the way that we behave can influence both our own mindset, but it can influence other people as well. So again, it's just really continuing from what I'm saying before, that if we hold our body in a strong posture, if we act in particular ways, so if we, let's say we act in a way that is confident, it's more likely to make us feel confident and certainly more likely to communicate that message to other people. There's another phrase that she used around this, which I don't like, which is called fake it till you make it. But I think the act as if principle that originated from William James is a really useful one. I use this in my own work when I'm going out networking, for example. So we, we all know those situations where, let's say we had a really tough, challenging day and we're off to an evening networking event. We'd, we'd rather be going home. It's important and I always keep this in mind, say consciously choosing to switch myself into a different energy state and when I walk in the room. So I don't walk in the room looking a bit fed up or what have you. I think, okay, I'm there now. I need to make the most of the event. So I walk in, a strong body posture, go shaking hands with people, smiling, have a lot of enthusiasm when I'm talking about what I do and I'm listening to what they do. So I'm acting as if I am really engaged with the networking event, even though I may not have felt like that before. And interestingly enough, after doing that for a few minutes, you actually start to move into that state yourself. Now, the other way that the act as if principle is important is in terms of public speaking. Now, I do a lot of work helping people with presentation skills, public speaking skills. And the act as if principle works very well here actually as well, because if you when you're about to go and do a speaking engagement and a lot of people are very fearful of it or you've got to do a presentation and if you're feeling a little 
what we call nervous or anxious about it. If you continue to focus on that, a lot of your behavior will be fueled by a mindset or an emotional state of being nervous or anxious. So it's important to act in a confident way, even if you're not feeling that necessarily. So that means the way that you walk into the room, the way that you engage with people before you're about to do your presentation, the way you hold your body, smiling, all of those things, because what you're doing is acting as if you're confident so that acting as if actually starts to fuel that emotional state. And this ties into a concept called anchoring as well, which is originates from neurolinguistic programming. Actually, it really originates from behavioral psychology. But the idea, again, is that you have certain things that you do that shift you into an emotional state. Now, for me, that is remembering past occasions when I've been in a really good emotional state. So before I'm doing a new presentation, I spend a little bit of time preparing myself psychologically by going back to times when I've, I've done really good presentations, felt really positive, got great results. Because by reliving those, it starts to shift my emotional state and it shifts my energy. So we can do work on this to put ourselves in a different mindset, emotional state and give off different energy. And there's a professor called Richard Wiseman, a UK professor, actually. And he's done some research that just by smiling, we influence our own psychology. Isn't that amazing that just by actually walking into a room and starting to smile at people... You might think you're doing that to influence other people and sort of build rapport with other people. But by actually smiling, you influence your own neurology. You start to shift your psychology as well. So all of these pieces about the way you act, smiling and shifting your emotional state is all about shifting your energy. We can all be conscious of our energy and do things to consciously shift our energy as well. And in my coaching work and actually in speaking as well, we were just talking about the theme of speaking. Remember, there's energy in quiet. One of the things I did a lot of work on a, a couple of years back was using more pauses in my public speaking. Because if you make a point and you let it land and you leave it for a moment, you leave some quiet, it has greater energy, greater impact than if you're just moving quickly onto your next point. Therefore, it's important to remember that there is importance in quiet. There is importance in space. I'm a massive music fan and they say, you know, that the most important thing often is the space in between the notes because that can give off a different energy as well. But particularly focusing on the way that we speak. If you know, if we're addressing our teams with some information for the teams, we've got a meeting with our teams. Remember that there is energy in quiet as well. Now, I just wanted to pick up on a, a couple of final themes before we finish the podcast. Now, first of all, one of the previous podcasts looked at leadership identity and how you start to think about the leader that you are and the leader that you want to be. And remember as well that part of that identity is the way that you behave, which is driven by your values. So if you want to be a leader that inspires people, that brings positivity to your teams, to your organisations, it's about consciously choosing and thinking how you will behave to actually bring that to your people as well, to bring it to the organisations. 
thinking about your identity and we've talked about values and behaviors before but this very much ties in with the kind of energy you want to be giving off to your people and to your teams in everyday life at work and also it's important to look at the leadership styles that we portray now daniel goldman who famously wrote the book on emotional intelligence but he's also written a really good book which is called principled leadership i think it's had a couple of titles actually but it looks at different leadership styles so very quickly there are six leadership styles in daniel goldman's philosophy and that is a commanding style of leadership a more visionary style affiliative which is more about engaging with people's emotions democratic pace setting which is pushing people forwards and getting them to hit targets and then coaching i won't go into detail on it this because we're more focused on leadership energy but it's important to note that leaders don't have to just focus on one of those six styles for example you can move in and out of the different styles depending on the situation and the people that you're dealing with at times you might need to be more commanding in a time of crisis there will be many times when people will be looking to you to be visionary to inspire them it may be at times that there are some emotional difficulties and you need to be more affiliative etc etc but that means that there's a different energy that goes with those styles as well we all know very well that if you're going into a commanding style if you've got to direct people there's a way different energy to that than if you are being democratic and just seeking everyone's opinions and trying to come to some consensus or you are being there for people when there are times of difficulty or emotional challenges so know that as well your leadership energy doesn't necessarily need to be well it definitely doesn't need to be consistent it means moving out of different styles different energies depending on the people depending on the context that you're in i hope you found these initial thoughts just in this short session today useful in terms of thinking about what energy you're giving off at the moment what energy do you give off in different situations when there's a time of crisis and how can you be more conscious and manage your energy to be more effective to influence your people better remember i always talk about think see do that we're all out there as leaders doing things but we don't spend enough time thinking and examine how we shift our thinking how we see our world so we do things differently and this is a great example of this because if we just do leadership without consciously looking at how we think about what we're doing shifting our thinking seeing things in a different way which is why i'm helping you to do today which is seeing your role as a leader that it's important to focus on energy as well as every other part of leadership strategy what you say leading your people etc then you will do things differently you will be a different leader and remember where your attention and energy goes results flow so energy is a conscious choice and as a leader we need to be consciously thinking about the energy we give off because depending on the kind of energy and focus we're bringing the results will be different and that is obviously the critical part for us all as leaders i hope you found this session on leadership energy really useful I hope it makes an impact on the way that you lead going forwards. Remember, it's a conscious choice. I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. My name's Tony Brooks, and this is the Leadership Mindset Podcast Series. If you want to explore your leadership mindset in more detail, why not complete our free leadership diagnostic? 
thetonybrooks.com and subscribe to this podcast to join us for future podcasts.